Hey, what's up, man? So, so today we're going to go over um, Wednesday's games. There isn't really any games on Thursday and Friday because it's All-Star Weekend. So we'll take a look at some pickups and then we'll take a look at um, the rosters for the All-Star game and then we'll talk about it. All right. Sounds good. Let's hop into it. All right. So for Wednesday's game, we'll start with um, surprising win by... Um, Seattle against the Islanders. They scored three goals in the third period to win. I think uh, Jared McCann against Dunn and Mason Appleton were able, were all able to get goals in the third period to beat the Islanders in pretty much a last-minute shutout just about. So what do you think about that? Honestly, I think it's the first shutout in Seattle crack in history, so congrats to them. They did it against the New York Islanders team that they really struggled to score goals. So, um, yeah, it made sense. And, yeah, both of these two teams, they've struggled all year. Of course, the New York Islanders, they had all sorts of things to deal with. And even when everything settled, whether it was the new arena or uh, not having players on COVID, they just still aren't playing that great. So I really don't think they're they're a contender to make the playoffs uh, by any stretch and yeah for Seattle we talked about them they've just been rebuilding um, uh, an expansion team right so not even rebuilding building an expansion team so um, yeah they have a lot of leeway Um, probably give them even like the first five years before there's any expectations yeah I guess for the Islanders there's way more expectations because the Kraken um, although they're they haven't been doing too well the islanders haven't really been doing that great either they're like a little bit below 500 if i'm not mistaken yeah both teams they're below 500 um the east the playoffs is pretty much locked up at this point unless some team goes on a crazy losing streak so uh, i don't think any team that's below the playoff line really has much of a chance to make it in the east pretty much and i guess uh moving on to the next game we have an impressive game uh, by the Edmonton Oilers, they were able to beat Washington five to three. Um, we have in the first period goals by uh, Leon Dreisaitl, Evander Kane, and Connor McDavid for Edmonton, and a goal by Lars Eller for Washington. Uh, in the second period, we have a goal by Connor Sherry for Washington, and in the third period, we have a goal by Evgeny Kuznetsov for Washington, and two goals by Ryan Mugen Hopkins for Edmonton. Um, what are your thoughts about this game? Yeah, I mean, the Oilers get off to a quick start. Everyone thought, you know, um, they've been playing better, so this is kind of like the way they've been playing. But then they just let Washington come back and tie the game 3-3, and everyone's like, oh, man, the Oilers are blowing a three-goal lead. Then they get two goals uh, from Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I think one of them was shorthanded uh, late in the third period to put this game away. So, yeah, good win for the Oilers overall. Washington, they sort of been up and down lately. Um, they're probably one of the teams that I'm kind of thinking that uh, they need to get things together um, or else they could potentially um, fall out of the playoffs. But uh, I mean, they are in a wild card right now, so they are pretty safe. But yeah, I think both of these teams have struggled a little bit. Oilers are sort of turning it around now and hopefully Washington can do the same. I 
guess. I think as of right now, I think um, Alex Ovechkin does have COVID. So they're basically going to be um, trying to play for some time without their best player. So um, what do you think their chances are of at least staying in a wild card spot? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think he played in this game. So that could be one of the main reasons that they didn't win. But also, yeah, hopefully he sh- he won't miss too much time after the All-Star break. He has the break to sort of get healthy. So I think, um, yeah, he should be able to to play in the in the coming week. So they, sh- they should be okay. Sure. And I guess moving on to the next game, we have um, Los Angeles Kings versus the Detroit Red Wings. Um, pretty impressive game by LA. I think they beat Detroit at um, at Detroit's home, if I'm not mistaken, they, and they won five to three. So, really impressive job by the Kings. Um, we have Michael Rasmussen for Detroit in the first, and in the second period, we had Philip Denault and Arthur Kaliev for LA. And in the second period and in the third period, we have uh, Tyler Bertuzzi and Joe Valeno for Detroit. And we had Philip Denault with another goal, um, Victor Arvidsson and Adrian Kemp with goals of their own for LA. And so, what are your thoughts about this game? Yeah, LA put up a strong performance in Detroit to sort of close off before the All Star break. Yeah, LA's really had a great season. If I'm being honest, uh, they look like they're probably the second best team in the Pacific Division right now, which is a big surprise from where we sort of projected them at the beginning of the season. They're right in there behind Vegas. They're getting wins. I mean, Detroit's one of the better home teams in the East. So going to Detroit and get a big win, um, they take like, what, 40-some shots on Alex Nedeljkovic? Yeah, um, really solid game overall for the Kings. Obviously, for Detroit, didn't work out in their favor. They are still pretty good at home. So um, I think this was just sort of a one-off. But, yeah, um, I really was impressed with the Kings here. Yeah, the Kings are well above 500, so a really big step, especially from last season. Yeah, I definitely agree. They've been playing really solid. And uh, moving on to the next game, um, we finally have a win from Calgary. They were able to uh, beat Arizona at Arizona's home, I believe, 4-2. So good job by Calgary. Um, we have Blake Coleman and Elias Lindholm in the first period for Calgary. And we have Alex Galchenyuk for Arizona in the first as well. In the second period, we have Clayton Keller for Arizona and Christopher Tanner for Calgary. And in the third period, we have uh, Blake Coleman for Calgary. And uh, what are your thoughts about this game? Yeah, Calgary getting it done on the road again. They've been really solid over the course of the season on the road. Um, I don't think Arizona played bad in this game. Their goalie, Vimelka, he made like 46 saves. So Calgary's just been taking a lot of shots. Um, yeah, I, I think that both teams played pretty well considering their situations. Calgary really needed the win, and they played pretty desperate in this game, and it paid off. So they were able to get four goals. And then for the Coyotes, they're, they're not really playing for much, but still think they're pretty solid. They really made a lot of saves. They got a couple of goals. Uh, it's pretty much what you can expect from these two teams. Yeah, I mean, Arizona's not necessarily the strongest team, but at the same time, um, you got to get your, your win somewhere, try to build some momentum for yourself and try to get your confidence back. Yeah, I mean, as long as they can stay competitive, that's pretty much all we can ask for at this point because they're clearly trying to tank for draft picks at this point. Yeah. And uh, moving on to the next game, we have a five-goal um, shutout by Minnesota against um, Chicago. Uh, really impressive job by Minnesota. No goals in the first period, but 
second period, we have uh, Frederick, Pedro, Matt Zuccarello, and Kirill Kaprizov, all from Minnesota. And in the third period, we have uh, Kevin Fiala and Nick Nico Sturm for Minnesota. Um, what are your thoughts about this game? Yeah, this Minnesota team has been on kind of a tear lately. Uh, they really just don't want to be sitting in that wild card spot. They want to move into a, a top three division spot. So, yeah, they've just been pouring it on. I think this is like, what, a six-game win streak for them. Kevin Fiala extended his point streak to like 12 games or something. Yeah, this whole team is playing really solid. We've seen how good Matsu Corello and Kirill Kaprizov are together. Um, and, yeah, like the, this whole Minnesota team is just playing really well. Cam Talbot's healthy again. That's really good to see. Uh, he got, I believe he's the one that got the shutout here, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, really solid overall for the Wild. And then for Chicago, it's just been a downhill spiral for them this season. Uh, they sort of tried to build themselves up, but it's just really hard for them to get back to 500. And yeah, I, I think it's, uh, you know, uh, too little, too late for them in terms of trying to make the playoffs. Yeah, I guess um, this year in Chicago has just kind of been more of a down year of anything. I guess it was a bit of a disappointment, especially when you saw the roster on paper, at least um, before the season, it looks like they were going to be a pretty deep playoff team, but it just hasn't really worked out. Yeah, I definitely agree. High expectations, but they just really didn't pan out. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate there. And uh, I guess that about concludes the um, recap for Wednesday's game. So I guess we can... Uh, move on to the pickup portion of the podcast and uh, we'll start with forwards um, who do you have for forwards all right so we'll get to forwards now for the pickups um, I'll start with the center Anton Lundell he's a rookie for the Florida Panthers he's under 30 percent rostered um, he's just been on a tear lately um, what is it I think in his last five games he's had one goal seven assists um, he's been like what a plus 11 over those five games, something insane. I think it was a plus six in one of those games. Crazy. Um, yeah, he's getting like one or two shots per game. He'll throw a hit here and there. But yeah, um, he had a huge five assist game, especially. He's been really hot. His line mate as well, uh, Mason Marchment, you can go pick him up as well. He plays left wing. Uh, he's also under 30% rostered. Been added around 25% in the last week. So people are really jumping on this guy. He also had a six, he had a six point game um, and he was plus six also. And over his last five, he's been even hotter than Lundell in his last five games. He has six goals. He has six assists and he's uh, let me calculate this here. He's also a plus 11 as well because they play on the same line. Uh, insane numbers. He had six shots in two of those uh, games and he had seven hits in one of those games. So he covers categories across the board. Um, yeah, go pick up Lundell, go pick up Marchment. They play together. They've been really solid. Um, I have Alex Tuck as well. I've been talking about him for a few weeks from Buffalo. Uh, he plays both wing spots, around 35% rostered. And he quietly has been putting together a good season. In his last uh, three games for Buffalo, three points. He has an even plus minus, so he's not hurting you there, even on a bad team. Um He has a combined 15 shots in three games, which is pretty insane. And he's got... Uh, a hit uh, uh, he averages a hit over every game so yeah another category coverage guy um, definitely go look at him and I also added Victor Arvidsson because we talked about how hot the Kings were um, he's been pretty hot he plays both wing spots he's more of a shallow league pickup because he's almost 50% rostered but yeah 
I think over his past three games, three goals, one assist, plus three, uh, one power play point. Um, he has like 20 shots in three games, which is pretty unreal and uh, almost a hit per game. So, um, yeah, if you really need those uh, shot attempts, I mean, this guy, he'll take a shot from anywhere. Like he's, he's just like that. So um, definitely go pick up Victor Arvidsson. And yeah, that's who I have for forwards. Sure. Those are uh, some really impressive forwards. Um, I guess my forward, I'll start with um, Anthony Sorelli first. Um, he's from Tampa Bay. Um, he's about 38% roster right now. It, he has really good stats across the board. Um, 13 goals, 15 assists. He's plus 13. And he has 83 shots for the season. And he does get um, a couple of hits um, every other game as well. So um, really well-rounded forward. He should be available mostly in shallow leagues as he's 38% rostered. But if you're in a deeper, deeper league, he might be there as well. And I guess for my next forward, um, I think people can take a look at Tanner Fennell. He's more of a shallow league pickup. He's about 48% rostered. But he has uh, 14 goals, 13 assists. He's plus eight, 71 shots. And he gets a lot of a lot of hits, around at least three hits almost every game. So, again, a really good player overall. If you're in a shallow league, you're going to want to pick him up before he becomes... 50% rostered. And I guess for my uh, last forward, I think people could maybe take a look at Tage Thompson in deeper leagues. He has 14 goals, 16 assists. He has 130 shots. He does get a decent amount of hits for forward as well. His plus minus is a little bit low because he's playing on Buffalo. It's about minus 10. But I think if um, you're in a deeper league and you need some scoring, you need assist, you need some, some shots. Um, he should be able to make up for that, especially if you already have a few guys that have a uh, really decent plus minus. And um, that's about it for forwards. So who do you got for defense? All right, let's get to defense here. Our first one I have is Brady Shea from Carolina. It's only around 20% rosters. You can get him pretty much everywhere. Um, I'd say in his last five games, he's a goal and two assists. He's a plus three. Um, I'd say he has 10 shots over those five games. And he's got about um, two, four, seven hits over those five games as well. So pretty well-rounded. He doesn't over-impress in a certain category, but just really solid overall. So if you need sort of a deep league guy, definitely go pick up Brady Shea. And then I also have Jonas Brodeen from Minnesota. I think he's under 15, 15% roster, so another deep league kind of guy. Um, he just came back from the injured reserve. He played three games. Those three games, he had two assists. He was plus one. He had a power play point. He had six shots and he had three hits. So, I mean, he's been hot right out of the gate those three games. Hopefully, he can keep it going after the All-Star break. But, yeah, if you need a deep league defenseman, grab Jonas Brodin as well. For sure. And I guess um, for some defensive players, I think people might want to take a look at. Um, I think people could take a look at um, Shane Gostaspear. He has eight goals, uh, 20 assists, 88 shots. He doesn't get too many hits and his plus minus is a little bit a little bit low but i think if you uh need some goals and some assists and some shots for um i guess a defenseman he's someone that you might want to pick up he is 44 percent rostered so he is mostly a shallow league pickup but i think his value is worth it especially if you already have a lot of guys with plus minus and i guess for my uh next defenseman i think people could 
maybe take a look at um, at this Linholm. He has five goals, 14 assists. He's plus six with 91 shots. So he's a defenseman that's in available and deep release. He's 17% rostered. I think he's uh, pretty well-rounded for defensemen, especially for a deep league defenseman. So um, he's definitely someone that I think people can pick up. And I guess, who do you have for goalies? Yeah, so for goalies, I have Matt Murray. And the reason I have him, even though he plays for Ottawa, because he's been really solid. I know he's under 20% rostered. Um, he's really turned around his season. He had some rough numbers at the beginning, but I think uh, his last, uh, what was it, four starts, uh, he's had a goals against average of under three for every game. Uh, he's got two wins in that span, including one shutout. Um, and yeah, doing those kind of numbers for Ottawa, it's pretty impressive. So if you really need a guy that's going to get you good numbers, even if he's on a bad team, uh, which could mean more shot volume, which means more saves, uh, go pick up Matt Murray. For sure. And I guess people could take a look at Cal Peterson as well. Um, he plays for LA. He has 11 wins for the season. His goals against average is a little bit high, 2.67, but his save percentage is uh, basically at 90%, exactly. Um, LA has been really hot right now. I think out of um, Cal Peterson's six starts, he has five wins, so I think that's really impressive. He's about 37% rostered, so if you're in a fairly shallow league, um, he's definitely someone that you could probably, um, I guess, pick up and can... Uh, be on your bench and start for you sometime as well. And I guess that's about it for the pickups portion of the podcast. So we're going to move on to previewing the um, all-star game. I think there's about a few teams. They're all based on division. So we'll start with um, the East first. We'll start with the Metro division. Um, Give us your thoughts on um, this division. Yeah, so um, we'll look at, I guess, the rosters for the All-Star game. And yeah, I think they're having a skills competition as we're recording. Of course, we won't be covering that. But yeah, some pretty cool results. Uh, I think Jordan Cairo was the fastest skater. Uh, Some other events are still going on. So uh, yeah, really good um, thing going on so far. Um, Looking at the Metro Division, Sebastian Ajo from Carolina, Claude Drew from Philadelphia, Jake Gensel from Pittsburgh, Jack Hughes from New Jersey, Kenny Kuznetsov from Washington, Chris Kreider from New York Rangers, Tom Wilson from Washington, Adam Pellick from the New York Islanders, Zach Wierenski from Columbus, uh, Frederick Anderson from Carolina, and Tristan Jari from Pittsburgh. And both Adam Fox and Alex Ovechkin were replaced because of injuries and COVID. So, um, yeah, honestly, looking at this team, um, maybe their forwards are not as high end as, of course, no Crosby, no Ovechkin. They are missing Adam Fox. So uh, they might be one of the more shorthanded teams in this all-star. Um, I'm probably predicting them to get eliminated in the, the first round of the, the three-on-three tournament that they're doing for the all-star game. Um, as we get to the Atlantic division, yeah, I think the Atlantic division, uh, their roster is a little bit deeper than this Metro division. But I guess what are your thoughts? Yeah, it looks like, um, I feel like without um, Alex Ovechkin, I don't see um, Crosby on the roster either. So um, I guess it's going to be a little bit more difficult in terms of, I guess, high, I guess high-end players who are really good at scoring. I think they have um, really decent, um, 
I guess, players that are not necessarily high, high end, they're like kind of below, a step below that, but they have a lot of those. So it's going to be kind of, um, they have a decent amount of depth, but maybe not enough um, high end to kind of go farther in the tournament, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, moving on to the Atlantic division, um, give us your thoughts on the roster. Yeah, so looking at this roster, we have uh, Patrice Bergeron, Jonathan Huber, sorry, Patrice Bergeron from Boston, Jonathan Huberdeau from Florida, Dylan Larkin from Detroit, Austin Matthews from Toronto, Stephen Stamkos from Tampa Bay, Nick Suzuki from Montreal, Brady Kachuk from Ottawa, uh, Rasmus Dahlin from Buffalo, Victor Hedman from Tampa Bay, uh, Jack Campbell from Toronto, and Andre Vasilevsky from Tampa Bay. And of course, Drake Batherson was replaced because of an injury. Um, yeah, this. This team's really good, in my opinion. Um, you got good scoring from guys like Matthews and Stamkos. Uh, Bergeron solid as well. Larkin, Huberdeau's the leading scorer in the league right now. Um, and you got top-end defensemen like Darlene Hedman. And Campbell and Vasilevsky, I believe, won the save streak event in the All-Star Skills. So, I mean, this is probably the best <laughs> well-rounded team all the way through. You got good forwards, good defense, good goaltending. Uh, in that first-round matchup against the Metropolitan Division, I'm expecting them to get the win. Yeah, I feel like um, the Atlantic Division could possibly go all the way. I mean, they have two of the um, best best goalies in the league right now. They have a lot of um, high-end talent. Um, yeah, they, they're just really well-rounded overall. I see, again, like you said, um, Patrice Bergeron, Jonathan Rubido. see Austin Matthews as well. Um, Brady Kachuk is a pretty good scorer, even though he's from Ottawa. I think uh, Nick Suzuki is also pretty good, even though he's from Montreal. There's Steven Stamkos. It's like they have um, like a, a lot of high-end high talent and just a lot of depth overall. So I think they could actually win the entire tournament. Yeah, definitely agree. And I guess uh, moving on to the Central Division, um, what are your thoughts on this roster? Yeah, this roster is not too bad, actually. Uh, some good players here. You have Kyle Connor from Winnipeg, Alex Dabrinki from Chicago, Nazem Kadri from Colorado, uh, Kirill Kaprizov from Minnesota, um, Clayton Keller from Arizona, Jordan Cairo from St. Louis, Joe Pavelski from Dallas, Roman Yossi from Nashville, Kale McCarr from Colorado, uh, UC Saros from Nashville, and Cam Talbot from Minnesota. And, of course, Nathan McKinnon was replaced because of an injury. Um, yeah, this team, pretty solid, good mix of young players, veteran players, um, pretty good goaltending defense overall. Yeah, I, I really like this team. Uh, I guess we'll have to see how they stack up against the Pacific Division, but as of right now, I think this team looks pretty solid all the way through. Yeah, I think it's a really uh, well-rounded team. I like um, Cam Talbot. He's a really good goalie. Uh, UC Soros is also a really good goalie as well, so I think... Uh, they're not really going to have any problems in terms of goaltending. In terms of scoring, they have a lot of um, really good scorers. I think they're, I guess if you had to kind of compare all the divisions, I feel like the central division would kind of maybe um, be third overall in terms of strength. They're kind of like a better version of the metro division in terms of they don't necessarily have um, kind of like the biggest names in in the league play, playing in this division if that makes sense but uh the talent that they do have is really talented and they have a lot of it so yeah that's kind of 
my thoughts on the central division. And I guess uh, we can move on to the Pacific division. Next. What are your thoughts on the Pacific division? All right, looking at this division, we have uh, Leon Drysaddle from Edmonton, Jordan Eberle from Seattle, um, Johnny Goudreau from Calgary, Adrian Kempe from LA Kings, Jonathan Marchessault from Vegas, Connor McDavid from Edmonton, Timo Meyer from San Jose, Mark Stone from Vegas, Troy Terry from Anaheim, Alex Petrangelo from Vegas, John Gibson from Anaheim, and Thatcher Demko from Vancouver. Yeah, I think this team, they have a lot more high-end talent than um, the Central Division. Whether their team is as well-rounded, we'll have to see. But I think, yeah, this team should be able to beat the Central Division, in my opinion. Um, they'll get the goaltending, Gibson solid, Demko solid. They only have one defenseman that kind of concerns me. So some forwards are going to have to play on the back end. That could cost them. As long as they're able to score enough goals, they should be able to win. And then I guess, um, I don't know, what are your thoughts on this team? I guess this team is going to be um, the shootout team. They're probably going to try to sprint down the court and shoot as many shots as they can and try to outscore the other team. I see John Gibson and Thatcher Demko as the goaltenders. Um, I think Thatcher Demko, he's okay. John Gibson, again, he's not bad at all. He's pretty he's pretty uh, solid as a goalie, but in terms of talent, I wouldn't put them over, I guess, Cam Talbot. I wouldn't put them over um, Andre Vasilevsky. So I think they're probably going to be a team that kind of leans into offense the most, if that makes sense. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think for the final, though, no matter who they face, I think the Atlantic division is going to win it. I just like their overall roster. I don't know what your thoughts are on who you think is going to win the whole thing. I think that the Atlantic division is the strongest roster overall. Um, I mean, the Pacific division, they have high-end scoring. So does the Atlantic division. Uh, Central division has good goaltending. So does the Atlantic division, Metropolitan. Alton division has pretty good depth overall. So does the Atlantic division. So it's like whatever the strengths are of the other divisions, the Atlantic division has all of it. So they should pretty much be able to match every single division in every round. Yeah, I mean, clearly they have such good talent. I think the hardest shots going on right now, and Victor Hedman, he's leading that. I think he hit 102 miles an hour. So, I mean, yeah, they have so much talent on that roster. Um, yeah, it's really insane. Oh, he just hit 103. Wow. Hedman, Hedman's crazy right now. But yeah, um, for sure, I definitely agree. I think we, going with the Atlantic, um, they're, they're just a solid overall roster. I definitely think that uh, they'll get it done. But the thing about the All-Star game is certain players outperform others, so you never really know what's going to happen. Yeah, I guess it's going to be um, really interesting to kind of see how the entire tournament plays out. I'm actually kind of interested in um, seeing the the Western Division games to see who kind of um, makes it out because I think they have some um, pretty interesting rosters. Yeah, I think that game's going to be more up in the air. I feel like Atlantic should be able to get it done, no problem on their end. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I guess, do you have any final thoughts? Honestly, um, All-Star Weekend, some people don't like it. I've always looked forward to it. You know, you get to see the players um, perform skills, play in the all-star game 
the three on three format has sort of opened things up to make it more interesting. I know a lot of people didn't like the five on five because, oh, you can't hit anybody. Uh, you know, like they felt like players weren't trying, but for three on three, there's a lot more speed. Players sort of have to try or else they'll get left behind essentially. So um, I like it a lot better. Yeah, I kind of like um, the concepts of three on three. Um, I guess when you play um, the game NHL, there's a, there's a three on three on three option. So it's a it's a really fun format. So it should be a fun format to um, watch as well. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it'll draw more uh, fan attention as well. Um, yeah, and we'll see which team comes out on top. Yeah, for sure. And uh, that about concludes this week of um, everything NHL. If you liked what you watched, you can subscribe, hit the bell for notifications, leave us a like, um, give us a review, and let us know your thoughts on the All-Star game. Um, if you liked what you listened to, you can follow us on Spotify, and you can also follow us on Apple Music and Google Podcasts. If you need some sports picks, you can follow us at FanFanPodcast on both Twitter and Instagram. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.